You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm your host for today, Monica Strutt, and today we are talking about what you should do if you're a brand new act. If you're a brand new artist, brand new band, what should you do to launch your platform and to start putting yourself out there? What are the first steps? This excerpt has been taken from the Coach Em All series, which is a free fortnightly workshop that I've been doing with a couple of my music industry mates. You can sign up to attend live at monicastrutcom slash coachemall. I'll leave it in the description down below. I hope you've been enjoying this series as much as I have, because honestly, the conversations that have been happening within this container were just too good to not share on the Daily Music Business podcast, where we can get the message and information out to more people. Before we dive in, make sure you have subscribed. If you like this podcast, you will like my podcast, The Being a band podcast and come and say hi on socials. I hang out mainly on Instagram. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere though. So whichever platform you prefer, come say hello and let us dive in to the episode all about what you should be doing if you're a brand new artist or band. What advice would you give to an up and coming band that has yet to become official, still working on music, etc.? So I'm guessing they're rehearsing in the studio but doesn't have any recorded music um, and doesn't have heaps of contacts and without pissing off booking agents labels etc what would be the best way to put yourselves out there so I guess networking um which we've kind of answered uh we've been working on refining and perfecting our sound and are pretty happy with the results we just want to know how to put ourselves out there and get noticed not fade into the background well if if you haven't put yourself out there you're probably not going to fade into the background but like Mm. let's let's say like you're a brand new band uh what's like the first couple of steps that you would do if you're just starting out I believe that the most important thing that you can do when you're initially starting is building chemistry between the band members on a musical level and really start to have a conversation with your band members via your instruments. Um, There is still, yes, the technology is fantastic these days and it's an aid, but there is no substitute for human connection and, uh, learning how each other, uh, you know, express themselves or each individual member expresses themselves musically. Um, Yeah, you can write things, you know, in, you know, Guitar Pro or you could send through little ideas and all that kind of stuff. (coughs) I think the most important thing is chemistry. It's like, like think about, you know, in a relationship, if you were to be constantly sending yourself each other text messages but never catching up, 
well, you might know each other via text, but you don't understand each other's body language yet. You don't understand, uh, you know, each other's tics, each other's quirks, um, you know, it's, you know, just general human things, you know. And I think that is a really good place to start. And then as a result of that, you will notice that, you know, you will start to write music that is authentic uh, because you're having a conversation, not basically speaking somebody else's conversation. You know, a lot of bands, they will, you know, for example, and I see this in the metalcore scene all the time, you know, Parkway Drive, great band, not going to take away from them. Amity, great band. Well, I'm not going to say great band, but good songs. Um, And I'm not going to take anything away from that. But you will often get bands that will just go, I want to sound like that band. And um, that's not really how you build a individual sound. It's not really how you represent what you're trying to go for. You know, pull together 10 to 20 different influences that you have over the course of three, four, five, six band members and take influence from everywhere, and then you can build your own brand of whatever style you're going for. You know, if I use a record, that oh, some songs that are just coming out now, I think, you know, what is a great example of that is the new Pride Lands song. Um, you can still tell that it's Pride Lands, but they've clearly taken influence from everyone, from Deftones to Architects to Thornhill to, you know, the butterfly effect and carnival, dead letters, like it's right across the board and they've brought it into the sound that those five, uh, you know, are known for. And mm. it's created quite a cool evolution for the band and something that is super identifiable. Um, you know, even uh, if I say, um, you know, Brenton's on here, his band Catholic Guilt, um, I think is another great example of a band that really, if you go watch them live, they're having conversations with each other via their instruments. And, you know, you can only get that from years of playing together, but also being in a room together. Um, And it really, really shows. And as a result of that, your songs will get better, your brand will get better, um, and it kind of goes from there. But, yeah, I really feel something that a lot of bands don't do a lot of is just get together in a room and jam, like figure each other out. Like it's, yeah, it's 2021 and there's a million ways you can do it. But like we were saying at the start of this whole thing, you can do it by yourself, but you'll be much happier doing it with other people, you know? Um, So that's my advice to that. No, well said, man. Um, I think, yeah, like there's, um, is that and yeah, um, continuing on from conversations just generally as well, you know, with um, I think when bands like want to start, I think there is also that confusion as to like, you know, which bands like want to be a career band and which band wants to, you know, just play for fun and stuff as well. And like different musicians can get caught up in that kind of thing and um, it can affect the people differently as well, you know, so like, you know, um, I think having a conversation about like what your goals are and like what you also want to achieve, you know, it, it, let's just say like, you know, the band is, you know, a career band. So that opens up a bigger conversation in comparison to, you know, being a fun band where it's just like, oh, you want to be for fun? All right, cool. Let's just write whatever and then just play the pub and, you know, be done with it, you know. Um, whereas like, you know, career bands, there's a lot more depth, you know, that you have to kind of look at, you know, Um 
And a lot of that, you know, I, I, I think at the start, like bands really need to just like hone in on going down the songwriting path and seeing what works for them, you know, because like, I think with younger bands as well, and I know I especially felt like this, you know, when I was a teenager going into my 20s, going into the 20s and stuff as well. I loved so many bands that like, I just wanted to sound like, I, I, I always had a band that I wanted to sound like, and I ended up just becoming like the Dave Grohl of that scene where I just started 20 different bands, you know, all different because I was just heavily influenced by like different things, you know? So like, you know, there are many times where I, I wanted to start a ska band, you know, I wanted to start a band that sounded like the Mars Volta. I wanted to start a band that sounded like Circus Survive, you know, and like all those things, you know, just constantly happened, you know. Um, and I think sometimes like, you know, um, you've got to be really cautious about where you invest your time into and, and do all that sort of stuff as well, you know. So I think like, you know, um, long-term like collaborating at the start is really, really healthy because I feel like, you know, um, it kind of filters through what you actually like and that's how you create your sound as well um, at the start. And then like, you know, going from there, then, you know, um, love that comment. Um, anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought then, sorry. Um, and then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, keep collaborating, you know, with like, you know, the musicians that you're working with, you know, um, Pride Lens is a really great example of like, you know, a bunch of musicians collaborating that have their own identity on each instrument. Like I can a hundred percent tell when Joe is playing drums in that band, you know, cause he's just got his own unique style that goes with that, you know, and like, you know, it's taken a bit of time for them to get into, you know, that kind of process as well, you know, but like, you know, the, grind away at it you know and try and and then i think like the more that you keep doing that at the start that's when you kind of like you know start finding your identity and then once you do that you know then you know start asking around and seeing like you know what kind of producers and what kind of studios would make sense for the band you know to invest you know their money into you know developing that and then like you know starting to ask around about like you know finding certain teams and stuff you know um to get to the, the 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 part of the question where we were talking about like oh not knowing booking agents and stuff, don't think about that yet. Don't think about hitting up the big dogs or you know don't think about hit, hitting up like you know your big local promoter or anything just yet. Focus on like your craft. You know, kind of like you know, Marta is a great example. You know, of some uh, of you know also you know capitalizing on like building up to the moments. You know, um, I feel you know so like. Um, I feel like, you know, bands, you know, could really benefit from like, you know, going straight into like, you know, especially career bands, you know, into working with someone like Steve and actually developing like, you know, themselves as like performers and, and, and as well as like, you know, helping identify their sounds more, you know, and just elaborating on continuing to build up on things like that. Um, so yeah, the, it, it's such a loaded question because like there's so many different ways to go about it. But like um, in terms of like the booking front, like I would just encourage going through your own resources, network with a bunch of local bands. Hi, Daisy. Um, and, and uh, you know, network with a bunch of other bands of a similar size to you, you know, get you get practicing like on that front first and then start creating your value after that. And that can take like, you know, X amount of time that's subjective, you know? Um, but like when you're doing that at the start, like it's not a race, like just, you know, slowly build towards those sort of things, you know, it sometimes can take bands years to build up value in their home territory as well. 
you know, but it also is very dependent on the songwriting and the elements of like, you know, what comes with that as well. Um, anyway, I hope I answered that question. It was a long one. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with, with both of you. You pretty much nailed it that that should be the core focus when you're first starting out. Um, yeah, like I did the same thing basically when I started this project. I was in a project before this um, for a while and I'd learned a lot. And so before jumping into the next one, I wanted to take all the lessons that I'd learned plus the lessons that I'd learned from working in the industry plus my own research and formulate a plan. So we pretty much had our band name within the first week of like meeting each other, um, me and Ben. And I saved those handles. I went and created social media accounts with those handles but we didn't touch social media for about eight months. We just had those handles sitting there doing nothing. Um, from a strategic perspective, it's really important that you don't launch the band unless you have something to show, unless you have music coming just before you're about to launch your first song, I think is always a really good time. I mean, this is just a general rule. Obviously, every situation is different. Um, but when you're inviting someone to like a band page and you've got no music there or like no professional photos and whatnot, you're essentially asking people to buy into a name, which isn't going to mean too much to them. So spend that time, save those social media handles, uh, practice being patient. And trust me, it is fucking hard. Um, but spend the time putting that plan together and you will completely leapfrog over where you ever thought you could be. You can, you know, there's so many bands I can think of like paperweight and like so many, so many bands like that came out last year, especially that didn't even play live that just use the online space, but it's because they timed everything correctly and they lined up all of their ducks in a row before they launched. So that's the, uh, the kind of, from a social media perspective, that's what I would advise. Just waiting till you've got some like professionally recorded music. You've got all your assets, your photos, everything ready to go. Then boom, launch with a vengeance and go hard. Yeah. And imagine like, just to elaborate on that as well, like, you know, um, people are digesting new content from the band, you know, and, um, especially in like this current climate, you know, let's just say like a new band is launching now, right? Like, you know, you've pretty much got the rest of the year of not playing shows because like, you know, um, depending on where you are, like, you know, things aren't going to be opening up, you know, anytime soon in that regard. So there's an opportunity to also, you know, create a body of content, you know, um, in that time and, you know, focus on your releases and stuff, you know, and then hopefully, you know, next year you can, you know, book a small cap room and people will probably show up because you've got more than one song to actually show and offer them as well, you know, and you can start building like, you know, your own momentum that way. Cause like 50 people buying $15 tickets to your show, that's still massive, mm -hmm. you know, like that's still a really solid gross value that you're accumulating straight off the bat, you know, and there's value to that, you know, and like if you start using that and then, you know, do with the techniques that, you know, we previously previously suggested where that was like, you know, show trades with different bands from the States and stuff as well. That's like, these are tactful ways that you can create that worth, you know, or you could even plan it in advance, you know, if you're ready to really guarantee hustle, you know, to sell those tickets in advance and everything as well. You know, so yeah, the patience in this game is really, really tedious. And there have been so many times where like, you know, I've just wanted to announce like a tour that I'm doing like straight off the bat or like, you know, there's so many things I've wanted to announce like immediately, but like, um, if you are patient and grind away on it, like it's only going to do better things in the long term for you, um, than to just rush things out because no one likes a rush product. You know, look at Cyberpunk on PS5. 
for all the gamers out there. Well, for all the game, for all the gamers out there, they pretty much just launched a glitched out game, you know, and they're still repairing it as it's released, you know. Gotcha. You know, so like, you know, think about those sort of things as well as like examples, you know, if like no one likes a rush product, you know. Do it right, do it once. Exactly. Wow. Anyway. This was amazing. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.